Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Sweet 12 Podcast. With you, as always, is Brian and Ryan. Say hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> nice. That wasn't... <laughs> I don't you, know why. That was, so ob- that was so obvious, and I had no idea it was coming, and it really That's, made that, me those laugh. Are the best Even though it's such an old joke. Yes. Hello, Ryan. You jackass. Well, you set yourself up for it. <laughs> We're back with, uh, what episode are we in now? 24? 24. 24 straight episodes, which is unprecedented from us, from the one time we've tried to do this before. We should We should contact Guinness world records and ask them if, if anybody's ever done 24 in a row before <laughs> i think every podcast out there has well i maybe we can get a special honorable mention maybe that'd be nice yes we, we can have we can have the record for going the longest between podcast episodes and then starting a new streak you know <laughs> i don't think so. you know we went five years without a podcast and here we are 24 in a row I six months so. we have we have a lot of uh lots to cover today um, it's going to be another uh, fun uh, uh, episode with a lot of new uh, audio clips new and things. New fun stuff today. That, uh, that Ryan is getting super good at. I was impressed so much by last week's episode. That he's going to make me do more work this week. I'm going to make him do more week this week and have him cut all these clips together. So hopefully it turns out, I know it will turn out because it's going to be a lot easier than it was last week to, to cut everything together, yes? Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. It's going to be more work, but it you know hopefully it all is worth it in the end. Yeah. Um, our our list today um, is going to be all about uh, Harry Shearer, uh, the, who formerly uh, was a voice actor of The Simpsons, and we'll get into that a little bit later of, of what our, our list con- uh, um, is going to contain uh, specifically from him, um, but I do want to give a little quick shout out before we get going. Um, no, no shout outs. No shout outs? Shout out, word to your mother. How's that? No. No shout outs? You can shout, I don't care. Oh. I'm joking. Why no shoutouts? Because we don't have time. We have to be within a two-hour time limit. We'll have tons of time. I know. Uh, I just started listening to a new podcast, and I just wanted to give them a shout-out. Um, they helped me get through the day at work, which is great, so hopefully my boss isn't listening. Um, they are called Thinking, Thinking Sideways. Uh, they are at thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Uh, their Twitter handle is Thinking Sideways. There's no G, so it's Thinking Sideways, because they're really thinking. Well, I think the other one was ta- uh, was taken, but they're a really cool um, uh, a podcast that just released their hundredth episode a little while ago, um, and I got into them after um, listening to Serial and getting really into the- everybody knows about Serial podcast. Uh, I was getting really into that and this true to life, this true crime story uh, that was happening, and, and I really kind of wanted more, not necessarily unsolved mysteries, just but more true you know, uh, uh, murder stories or true mysteries, things of that nature. And so I found these guys uh, just by Googling simply, you know, like, uh, I think I just Googled, like, mystery podcast or something like that. And this was one of the top ones that popped up. And I snatched it up. I started listening. I finished the first three episodes today, which which they aren't super long. Um, they have three hosts, and each host takes a, a – uh, they take a turn uh, hosting the podcast, and then the other two kind of help answer questions, and they try to, like, kind of figure out, like, the mysteries that they have to solve. Mm-hmm. So they pick up true stories that have actually happened. There's documentation. There's newspapers. There's stories on the Internet where they can, you, know, you can find uh, about these stories that they have, and they, they take all the knowledge that they, they, they can get, and then they just kind of try and solve their – you know the the, the the mystery, so to speak, or at least uh, um, set across a, a plausible explanation as to what has happened. So it's just it's a fun little podcast, and you know just really helps break up the monotony of the day. So so again, uh, thinking sideways podcast uh, is what it's at, and uh, we'll probably give them a shout out tomorrow on our Twitter and let them know because I don't think they Yay. know that we exist. No, nobody does. But that's no, all right. Yeah. We exist. We exist, and we're we're happy. We to, think, therefore yeah. we are. Exactly. Thank you, Descartes. Exactly. So, um. So fun little podcast. Check them out. 
Yeah. Um, are you still sore from uh, disc golfing at all this no, weekend? No, no, no. I'm good. My hip was really bad because we, we did we did three courses in two days, mm-hmm. which is tough for me because I don't do that much. I would normally do a round of 18 a day, so it was really tough to do, you know, 36 holes. 36 in, holes one day, in, in, 18 the yeah, next. 18 the next, and you're just like, oh, and then we did another one two day, uh, yesterday. Which was great. My arm, I thought it was going to be a little sore, but I think I, because of the wind, I wasn't throwing as hard because when yeah. I throw harder, my my discs tend to go up and then they just fly all they away. Went up, yeah. They went up yesterday anyway for me. It was yeah. awful. So it was, it was really windy yesterday, but we still had a blast and I got a cool new bag and I'm super excited to, to put more stuff in it and carry stuff around with me and, and my discs. So, and it's, and it's summertime. So spending more time outside is also a wonderful thing to do. So. Yes. Yeah. I got, we got back, I got back into it after nine years off. So. Yeah, I never went. Uh, last year was my first year doing it, and I just got. I mean, I say I just got into it like, I don't say hardcore, but it's something that I'm definitely going to keep doing for you know for a long time. It's something that I generally enjoy enjoy doing. It's something that's simple, but it's a pretty decent exercise too. And, yeah, and, and, well, where, and like where else golf- can you walk around in the park and just booze all day? Yeah, it's a it's a par it's a par three golf course, but it's yeah. you know par three and discs instead of th- uh, swinging a golf club. Yeah, so so it's a different blast. different skill set, still fun. Oh, definitely different skill set. I can actually do this one. <laughs> you can't. Uh, I can't. I can't golf like normal golf. I, I I suck so hard at it. I don't. Have, I don't have the patience for that. This is for whatever reason is a lot easier for me because like I'm good at throwing. I've thrown a baseball. Mm-hmm. I've thrown a football. Yeah. This is a similar variation of that, and so I guess I just have a, a, a smoother motion, so it's a little easier for me to get distance. You know, when when I need to, I can get a semi accuracy when I need to. So it's just I don't know. It's just been easier for me. So. Yeah, anyway, this is turning into our uh, disc golf podcast. But look for that coming out next week. Oh, of course, is when we do our disc golf podcast. Yeah, <laughs> what are we going to call it? Disc podcast. Disc. I got nothing. We call it disc. Uh, disc and podcasting. Pod, we, podcasting we with discs. Call it the back nine. The back nine. <laughs> Gross. The pink sock. Yeah, the pink sock. There you go. Well, hole nineteen supposed to be the bar, so we could do that because you're. Always, oh, yeah. always a beer in hand when you're That's playing true. disc golf and yeah, most times. When you're doing podcast. <laughs> Only when it's really, really hot will I bring a beer. Like if it's not, you know, then I just sweat That's it. Right very out. counterproductive. Well, then I sweat it out. <laughs> okay, you know. Okay, so I don't know. Anyway, you ready to jump in? Um, I guess so. I don't think there's anything else that we any news worthy items or okay anything. Nothing that you want to cover. Um, no. You did get a bunch of new comic books today, though, which I'm excited to read. <laughs> I really did. I didn't go pick up my comic book subscription for two weeks. So I came over here today with a stockpile of probably, I think, eight. I think I came over with. It sure. was a, more than I wanted to because I didn't know that Secret Wars had already started. So I had to pick up those as well as the other subscriptions that I have. The Darth Vader and Spider-Gwen and Silk and uh, Angela, which is ending. Thor, which is ending or ended now after these last issues that I got. Um, but yeah, that'll, that'll add to your uh, stockpile that you can digitally read while overseas. Yes, it's going to be great. While I have to flounder and do podcasts on my own for two, three <laughs> for weeks. For two weeks, yeah, we might have to do a stockpile and just do a couple episodes before I leave. That way, we can have yeah, something. We can know? just we can do more on location ones, like while we're doing around a disc golf or something. That could be interesting. <laughs> At the last hole, <gasps> number one, one. <laughs> is. <laughs> you act like we're just a bunch of fatties who can't handle walking eighteen well, holes when it's really windy and it's at your face. When it's really windy, yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> and we did speed golf yesterday for the we most did. part. We did. It was. It wasn't too bad though. I was impressed with how with how quick we made it through. Yeah, that was good. That was good. So, um, all right, you ready to jump into this? 
I I guess so. All right. This this list is something that came to us. Um, the recent news last Wednesday. Last Thursday. Wednesday, yeah. Well, the recent news is that uh, Harry Shearer, voice actor of The Simpsons, is leaving the show. Um, and sad. so we, which is so sad, and it's one of those things where we we stopped watching The Simpsons religiously uh, a few years ago. I mean, I've still seen majority of the episodes, especially the early episodes, seasons one through fifteen. I'd say really started you know watch those a lot mm-hmm. um and then just kind of you know trickled off i got more important things to do blah 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 but simpsons has been such a big part of our lives for the majority of my life i was born in 1983 and simpsons started in what 1988 or 1989 on fox yeah so i mean i've really never had my life without the simpsons it was a very short period of time and then they've always been there and they've been there for the good times and the bad times. It helped Ryan and I connect as friends uh, when we were first rooming together in lacrosse over in college. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just one of those things that we sat down and we could watch four or five episodes and just kind of bond over these these wonderful, funny moments. And so The Simpsons is always going to hold a very special place in our hearts. And to hear one of their, uh, one of their, I guess, I don't want to say creators, but the, someone who was there from the beginning, one of their tremendous voice actors and Harry Shearer uh, was going to be leaving, is, is just... So sad for us, and and so what we decided to do is uh, to put to put our top twelve list uh, um, for more of a memorial of Harry Shear and do his top twelve um, voices that he's ever done on the show. And we're gonna have some clips to share with those uh, twelve voices, and we'll hopefully Ryan can get them. It'll be it'll up. be your it'll be your um like our I guess some of our favorite clips of, yeah, of and, the characters yeah, and moments of, of these characters these, these special moments that we constantly um are quoting and and i had no idea that he did the, this many voices i knew he'd do a handful but the more i looked at the simpsons wiki and saw these voices i just mm-hmm. sat there and it's like wow that he he will be missed uh it, it sounds like um they are going to try and replace voices I, i'm not really sure what, what, what the status is on that i haven't been following it that closely to see what the replacement's going to do but i i just i know from from day one it's gonna it, there's gonna be uh, an empty chair so to, to speak in the voice yeah. booth and it's gonna be tough to fill to be fair um simpsons has been on for 26 years yeah yeah it's been a long so time so there are plenty of people who have grown up to i think could be suitable replacements for the individual voices. Now they're not going to find one person that can do all of these voices, but of they course. may find 12 people to do 12 voices. They're not going to be the same, but no. th- there will be uh, replacements because it, the show is going to continue at least for two more seasons, but it, it just won't be the same. You know, you can always no. tell and they even make fun of it. In... And see, I'm not even, I'm not even worried about that. It's just, it's the more the end of an era thing. I'm not worried about the, like the, them changing up voices. Cause that happens from, from time to time. Uh, but but when you you have someone who's been there for from this institution, we're gonna call mm-hmm. it an institution. It's no longer a show. It, it's part of our life. And, and when you have someone that was such a large part of it, no longer there, it it, it again it leaves this 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 hole that just can't be filled. And it's it's sad, you know, to to us. It kind of gives us uh, this our own sense of mortality that this show that we've always had, you know, in our lives is no longer going to be there. And, and you know, it kind of gives us a, oh my gosh, like this is it. This is it's starting to wind down now when, when one of the heavy hitters is, is, is walking away from the show. We pretty much treat the show, though, like it had ended 15 years ago because we don't really watch the new episodes <laughs> no, ever. We, no, we, we, no, we don't. But, I mean, uh, every, every so often, I mean, I'll catch a new one here and there. Mm-hmm. And I know the, the FX app, I'll, I'll watch a, uh, an episode here or there. If, you know, if I can't 
you know, if I don't want to change it and a new episode comes on, I mean, I'll just leave it on and, and you know, I'll, I'll always have it on background noise. It's, it's, it's going to be so odd when it finally comes to a close, but that we're getting, we're getting a little off topic now. So you yeah, know, we should, we should probably just we're, jump uh, back in. So what we're doing is we're going to do the, the 12 most, our 12 favorites. Yeah. Characters from that Harry Shear has ever voiced on the Simpsons. Some are reoccurring, some are one-offs. And, and we're going to go through and, and kind of give you the list uh, uh, starting at number 12. Uh, hi. Um, can we take a look at your leg? Yeah, it's real spruce. You like it? Thank God. Sir, I, I only hope you can forgive me for shooting your wooden leg. You shot who and what now? All right, so number 12 was, if you could tell and if you don't that's all right that's what we're here for uh jasper beardley <laughs> i love jasper he's so funny he's, he's one of those secondary tertiary characters that definitely tertiary. they're not they're not in many episodes but the episodes that they're in very memorable they, moments they have some funny moments the one yeah. that you would have heard would have been from the who shot mr burns yes the one that the one that we played was part two I part think. two yep where it's uh where uh they realize that that man there's you know wasn't the one who shot Burns, but, but he now he wants somebody. to know who he shot. Yeah, and, and so, so he goes he... over and apologizes to Jasper, and Jasper's line is, "You shot who into what? No." And it's just, it's so funny with his delivery, his old man delivery, and another yeah. my, one of my favorite Jasper moments. With I don't know if there was a speaking part, but oh, the the paddling, that's a paddling. Yes, and the, then, the yeah, substitute, the the, the the substitute teacher one. Yeah. But then the part I'm thinking of is where he gets his beard stuck in the pencil sharpener, so Grandpa Simpson has to come over and they try and get him more. out. So they they crank it and he just keeps going closer. And it's like, wait, wait, what if I do this? And so he cranks it again he's, he's and he keeps going one, closer. But, <laughs> yeah, he's not speaking in that one. But, oh man, that's such a great yeah, that's such a great moment. Jasper so. and Jasper and. Uh, Abe. Abe have some good adventures. Yeah, like when they're going to Capital City. Um, to, you know, to get Skinner to, back. To go get Skinner back. <laughs> and it's like, well, why is Grandpa here? Because Jasper, Jasper didn't want to come alone. And you just kind of see him in the back. Because Jasper would be lonely. So so Jasper's, <laughs> Jasper's one of those characters. It's, it's kind of you know part of Grandpa's crew, more or less. But I think he even showed up on some blind dates um, with... Um, it, was a, uh, it was either... Um, Selma or Patty or uh, Krabappel. He, he was go- well, no, one he of was, them on their dating. He was going spree. out with Krabappel, That's who it was. And, okay. and he had the picture from like the forties. Yeah, there you go. You look a little older than your picture. Mm. Yeah, so, and then uh, when he when he took the wrong pills. Wait, today's Wednesday, and he and just grows all that hair. hair. Yeah, so he's got some he's got some great moments, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those uh, uh, things where you, you get this little tiny jasper moment in an episode and you always just have you know always have one of those it's good comic relief yeah exactly he's he's great jasper's great for you know we need we need a one-off and we need an old person you use jasper yeah you know which which is great and that's kind of he's there for he's there for old people filler which is fantastic he has more old people filler than like hans moleman who's still just i mean funny yeah moleman's funny but But i think jasper's got more staying power than moleman moleman's funny because of all the things that he gets into that are Mm -hmm. that that are going to essentially kill him yes (laughs) he like when he's a truck driver yes (laughs) or the when, when we were looking for these things uh where he uh where uh, uh, Burns is hocked up on the ether. Oh, yeah. he goes oh in my the, brains. Yeah. He's, he's going to steal his lucky charms. Right. He starts right. drilling into his head. Right. Jasper Jasper's, uh, gets a little bit more screen time, Jasper, I feel, Jasper has more more of a story, and he has more lines, and actually, he's, I guess, a little bit more developed in that regard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, even when he wants to date uh, Grandpa 
Simpson when he, she when oh yeah when he grab, like, pills when grab and get his pills, pills and then he, he turns into a woman and then Jed's like wait it's a second I want to court this young lady you got I've got a secret for you yeah and then yeah Jasper doesn't care and yeah. I'm all yours yeah <laughs> it was really funny so Jasper's number twelve number um, eleven yeah number eleven time it's uh this one is gonna be pretty obvious kind of a kind of a one off it's a character of a character mm-hmm. so hopefully you'll understand that one McBain yes. I'm not gonna make it. Oh, stop talking crazy. No, 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 no. Just do one thing for me. Get Medusa. Mendoza! Ice to see you. <laughs> that was, of course, Rainier Wolfcastle, star of the McBain films. Yes. So, technically, the clip you're going to. The, 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 the clip that we played was McBain, so we played the character of the character, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. most of what, most of the fun quotes, the, what makes the Rainier Wolf Castle is, is him playing the McBain character, which yes. is just an, a terrible action hero. Yeah, but he, a giant ripoff of Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he still ends up saving the day yes. somehow. So what's really cool about the McBain movie is that in the first, what, six or seven seasons, they actually built that whole like five minute movie yes. out. They, yeah, and it's there's different parts at yeah. the beginning. It's of, longer than five minutes, I thought. And it's five or six minutes okay. only, but they, they they piece together different parts of the one McBain movie. Yeah, and they, they just kind of have little tiny bits, and it totally and, works. Yeah, and it's it's a great kind of side Easter egg story mm-hmm. that the, you can go on YouTube and you can find it pieced together, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really funny, and it's it's a really bad it's it's arnold schwarzenegger but it's also lethal weapon mm-hmm. you know it, there's there's a bunch of ones that they're spoofing so yeah yeah so it works but really well rainier wolf castles uh a little bit higher just because it is it's just a really kind of oh and he does and 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 you could also i mean there's even the the, uh, the radioactive man when he's playing radioactive yeah. man is so funny well, i was gonna say when when uh, jay sherman comes on the show i mean they really make they really he, i mean he actually interviews rainier wolf castle which i think is the first time that that happens where he's on screen where he isn't mcbain Mm-hmm. And then you have this character who is, <laughs> who's they kind of uh, spoof that he's really stupid, and you know he really is just this big action star and doesn't you know and doesn't get on jokes and doesn't on second you know, thoughts I yeah these are lovers yeah exactly it's like how do you sleep at night on a big pile of money with many beautiful ladies so it, it has this like really dumb character and and it just works well because he's just this big meathead action star and so that was a really fun episode and then and then later they have um. Where Bart dates his daughter, I think it is. Season, yeah, that's a, late, that's a little later. That's a little mid, later in the season. It's a mid, mid it's a big, season. <laughs> but then the other great line from that is they have that uh, that garage sale. I think is how the kids met meet. But then they go to Wolfcastle's house, and then they find this giant, you know, adult sized snuggie. And then Rainier Wolfcastle comes out of nowhere. Oh yeah, that was from my movie where Rob Schneider. You know, I had to carry around Rob Schneider. I think it was called, you know, My Baby's an Ugly Fat Man or something <laughs> like that. And they, and they had Rob Schneider as the baby, and he had to carry him around yeah. in this adult snuggie. And so, and so of course Harma buys it, and then he doesn't have a way to get home because they bought too much junk. And then so, you know, Rainier Wolfcastle then puts Homer in the snuggie and, and then carries, like, carries him, him home. home. Yeah. <laughs> Marge still drives the car home, yeah. but Homer's in the snuggie. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really good. I, anything with anything with Wolfcastle was was uh, pretty darn entertaining. Sherman, I just realized you insulted me. Now you will die. Uh, uh, hey, Nutnick, your shoes untied. From here they appear to be tied, but I will go in for a closer look. 
Taxi! To the airport! On closer inspection, these are loafers. And then, uh, side note, they did, uh, uh, I don't want to say rip off the voice, but it was the exact same voice for President Schwarzenegger in the Simpsons movie. Was the Rainy Wolf Castle voice done by Harry Shearer. I choose to lead and not to read. Mm-hmm. Number three! Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, um, got a, got a lot of screen time over the years uh, with Wolf Castle. I think uh, it's one of those fun little jokes, and, the, and it was it was the Simpsons action star, mm-hmm. you know, which was which was great. And he worked on on so many levels, especially when somebody cut that uh, cut that the snippets of the movies together to make yeah. one full full length movie, so to speak. So it's pretty cool. So uh, we can go on. Uh, do number number ten. Number ten. Doctor, will he be all right? Yes, he was lucky. If that had been a gladiola, he'd be dead right now. Why don't you just pull it out? <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a gardener. Can't you just prune some of the leaves so I can watch TV? What did I just say? Okay, all right, so that was that was the Dr. Hibbert quote, if nobody could figure that one out, the Dr. Hibbert clip. Um, one of those characters where... I mean, they, they used to go to the doctor a lot in the beginning, in the early seasons. He was always such a great uh, uh, episode, especially when, and he, and that laugh is so contagious, you know? Yeah, exactly. And nobody, nobody can, nobody can except for Harry. So, um, to, to my, one of my favorite Dr. Hibbert moments was when Homer's trying to gain 61 pounds of disability. <laughs> yeah. And then they have um, Dr. Hibbert. Um, he goes to recommend, or Homer, Marge makes him go. Um, to see a, a competent doctor mm-hmm. to to see if you know if it's still healthy, and he's just like, oh my god, that's monstrous! I'll I'll just take no part in this. Like, can you recommend a doctor who will? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, I can. So he will have a part in it, and that's the joke. So work, it works out really, it works really well. I like that they played off of that. His brother was Bleeding Gums Murphy. Oh, they did. did, did in, yeah. in the episode where Bleeding Gums is dying, yeah. he says, I had it was a brother. A, but it was his strange brother. Yeah, because I had sax, a... Saxophonist some saxophonist Some suit saxophonist. I had a brother yeah. who was a doctor who always left every time. Yeah. <laughs> they never put it together. And... Yeah, and then he died. <laughs> he never died and he needed his brother. No. Um, then there's... You're right, you're right. I remember that now. I mean, he's 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 about as quack as, as Dr. Nick is in certain areas. Uh, sometimes he can be, depending on how they wrote him, and I didn't really like that. I think he needed to play more of the straight man than anything. Um, I, I think there's some references to Bill Cosby in there. I think he'd be wearing sweaters from time to time and just kind of maybe, maybe originally. Know? I like the one where he's uh, because that laugh doesn't go away when they make the the grandpa's love tonic and he just drinks it and he goes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just nothing he happens. Just <laughs> <laughs> he just always has it. So he's he's he probably appeared more than a lot of the people above him on the list. I just mm. think. Oh, definitely more than nine and eight and seven. Well, yeah. <gasps> My God, that's monstrous. I've never heard of anything so negligent. I'll have no part of it. Can you recommend a doctor who will? Yes. I mean, I think, I think well, number, well, we'll get to that. But yeah, we'll get to that. I think, I, I just, you know, he is kind of a, but a he's, big he's part one of the, the Simpsons. He's a big part of the Simpsons, but he, he doesn't carry as much weight so to speak, as as the I guess the rest of the list. Then, mm-hmm. so this I mean he he fell far, but I mean maybe that says something to. Um, well, if you, you know, if you look at if you look at the how we how we kind of do this, um, it, it seems like because he, he never I mean Harry never voiced a a family member, mm-hmm. so we're looking at people who are closest to the family. It seems like how we've 
made our list. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know. I was going to say it just shows to, you know, Harry's ability to just take any character, even mm-hmm. if they aren't in the show for a, a long time, and to kind of give them, you know, the deliver the line yeah. in a way that it makes it memorable. Mm-hmm. And even though Hibbert, you know, he, he I think he's more of the straight man. That's why he he's not higher on the list, because some of these some of these characters he are also, down, down like diabolical and, and it works, and, you know, make, which makes well, for a memorable episode, yeah, a memorable this, character. This one and number nine are probably his. Like it's a good show of the range, and we'll and we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But like, listening to number, you know, listening to number ten, and then going into what we'll get into just in a little bit with number nine, you know, it's a completely different voice, and mm-hmm. you know, it. I didn't know growing up, and even up until probably you know five or six years ago that it was the same voice. You know, without looking into it, I didn't yeah. realize it was the same the same person yeah, because it's so different. And 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 then that's good that he can he he can. Uh, kind of break from uh, the same voice because a lot of them will kind of sound the same, mm-hmm. but these two are are drastically different. And Doctor Hibbert is is a good example of that because it is a it is a different style voice than everybody else on this list. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So uh, Doctor Ten was a uh, Doctor Ten. Ten. Jesus, Doctor Ten was number, no, number ten was Doctor Hibbert. So we'll head into number nine now. See, all along I've been telling Carl I'm married to a beauty queen. Now he's coming over for dinner. Hmm, Lenny, I'm sure he'll like your wife no matter what she looks like. No, 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 it's worse than that. I don't even have a wife. I just said I did to, you know, be a big shot. (sighs) Well, it's time to start telling the truth. Now, when I have to tell my husband the truth, I cook him a big, delicious dinner. By the time he's done eating, he's too full and tired to care what I have to say. Wow, that's great. When Carl comes over, I'll stuff him till he don't know what's what. So just remember... Lenny White, Carl, Carl Black. Black. Yeah, if Homer, this, if Homer helps us with that. This is Lenny Leonard uh, at number nine. Um, one of Homer's buddies, a uh, founding member of the Pin Pals. Oh, wait, was he founding member of the Pin Pals? I don't think it was. No. No, no he wasn't. No, I take it back. You're thinking Otto. Uh, yeah, and, but it's... And Apu. Otto, Apu, and Mo. And Mo. And then Bernsey yeah. later, but yeah. So uh, Lenny is a member of the Stonecutters. Uh, he works with Homer uh, at the nuclear power plant. They're bar um, buddies, And he sure. may or may not... Um, Live in abandoned homes that are trying to be sold. <laughs> We're not sure yet. Please don't. Please don't tell people how I live. Which is so different. I mean, he he must live in a bunch of different houses because you know, in that in the episode where uh, where he's the listening lady, he's he's in a committed relationship. Maybe he he he, he told Carl he was, yeah. but he is not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we might have that clip later in the in the show or later later for number nine. But, but Lenny's a, a another yeah. character, another good example of. Of taking a secondary character and in the small scenes that he has lines in with Lenny. Now Lenny probably doesn't have; he may have the least amount of lines, uh, time-wise, yeah. from anybody in here. Even he was, seven, he was he was but... tough to find a couple of clips for, uh, but we were never uh, I should say quality clips that lasted a little bit longer because he has I mean he has some great one-liners or he's got you know, being he's the got back. a lot of good one-liners but they require setup and right exactly we, we want exactly. we want. We we wanted to find examples of the voice acting and, and the character just by themselves. Right there, you go. That's exactly what I was trying to say. And, and so with <laughs> not so eloquently. So with with Lenny, a lot of what makes his character better 
are, are the scenes that he's in with with Carl, with mm-hmm. Homer, with they have a Mo, great with... buddy relationship. Mm-hmm. Is that is kind of that crew, the drinking crew or the power plant crew? Barney. There's always Lenny, mm-hmm. and, and and he and they be, and he secretly over throughout the show becomes the Simpson family's favorite, unbeknownst to Homer. You know, so when Homer says that Lenny was in a car accident, Marge oh, starts no, stitching Lenny. a pillow. Get well soon. <laughs> that was and the, the kid and Marge tells the kids, "Not Lenny." They're just freaking out. So you're just like, "Where's this coming from?" But it works. It works so well that they're so concerned about Lenny, who rarely has any screen time with the Simpsons in in that mm-hmm. in that way. So it's really funny. Uh, it just became a running joke after a while. And then there's <clears> the running joke of Lenny and Carl's. You know. I don't know if it's relationship or or whatever it is, but it slowly you know started to it's you know fester over a few years, and now they have a lot uh, more jokes you know one off jokes about that. It's a bromance. We'll get to that list yeah. to lend a later date oh, too. Yeah, but yeah. it they they are, and it's funny because we we were talking about doing a a, a list of the best bromances, and mm-hmm. now adding Lenny and Carl to that list already of ones we have. It seems to be a very dynamic of. Black yeah, character. Yeah. This is what. Yeah. Whatever. I guess that makes for the best bromances. Yeah, I but. guess so. According to the map, the cabbie should be right here. Hey, maybe there is no cabin. Maybe it's one of them uh, metaphorical things. Oh yeah, yeah. Like maybe the cabin is the place inside each of us created by our goodwill and teamwork. Oh, ma, they said to be sandwiches. Lenny, Lenny is just. He's he's a. He's a very, he's a very, he has a small part, but his small part is very big in terms of what, what keeps Homer a good character to, to have in the show. And just them, them together, all the three of them, the four of them, even counting Barney, if, if uh, it's one of those episodes, uh, they're, he's, he's very good at just one, that, that one liner. So, um, yeah, hopefully We'll have a good clip uh, to end this one with. Um, oh, no, yeah, Lenny's got some good Hopefully you heard something we, we good. Found some good. We found some good <laughs> lines. We found some good lines for Lenny. I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. Not not t- one tiny iota. So, uh, Lenny, not a tiny iota. He was yeah, good. He was, he was great. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> oh, no, that, not tiny iota. That's for, that's for our Futurama podcast <laughs> and our Hank Aaron podcast. All right. The best appearances of Hank Aaron. <laughs> Hank Aaron, exactly. So. That's actually Hank Aaron the 23rd or something, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Was your offspring so blowful? Blowful? Isn't that what she says? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't just good. I was the home run king. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. That's Lenny oh, Leonard at number nine. Know. So, uh, uh, moving on to number eight. Okay, little dudes, time's up. Everybody out. Time's up. So long, Lise. I'm going to stow away underwater and go where the pool goes. Have a good life. <gasps> Sorry, Bart, dude. We gotta fill this thing with Epsom salts and jam it on over to the old folks' home. Oh, well. Same time tomorrow, Otto? <laughs> no way, man. One day of summer is all we're budgeted for. I guess it is kind of a tease. All right, so that was Otto. Otto, Otto, Otto man. man. M-A-N-N. Uh, Otto is a school bus driver. And, oh, man, I just remember now the hail to the bus driver, bus driver, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember that song that the kids were singing. He steps on the clutch and the toilet goes flush. 
hail I think the bus driver, bus driver see, man. See, you think that's funny. I think it's actually more funny that on some of the school trips, on one of the episodes, he's got the cassette player on, but it's playing bus songs. Yeah, the, the yeah. Bus is and the kids aren't singing. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. hate this song. He flips I, it man, around. I don't know why I bought this stupid tape. He flips he it around, plays a different. No, yeah. he yeah, and then he he flo- but he plays two songs Does first. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and he throws and he throws it out the window. Um, <laughs> and then they always, and they always just make fun of Otto in that he's just this. I don't want to say skeevy, but he's just this uh, rock and roll dude who just li- the, lives for the music he's you know, the he's the once they develop his character the a guy more. who graduated high school but did nothing actually he went to brown else. yeah oh yeah he got, was around for a little bit got tenure too no that oh. i think that was from a simpson no i think that was from elisa um a dream dream yeah we're, we're actually didn't go to brown yeah oh yeah, yeah. i could... yeah didn't you go to brown didn't you go to brown yeah i got tenure too yeah yeah i think that was from That's elisa when she's, dream uh... sequence when she's worried about going to college it's uh the A minus or the A plus 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 where she stays in. Oh, and, that's right. Because yeah, then she, she she cheats she, on the test. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, it's okay, Lisa. You can still go to Brown. Ooh, hey, Brown, heck of a school. Yeah, but that's from uh, that's from the dream <laughs> speaker. So Otto didn't actually go to Brown, but uh, there's some really fun ones where he has to, um, where where the school is so poor they can't afford gas. So Skinner gives him the credit card, which is actually just a hose, and he has to siphon gas from one you from know bus next from to bus it. next to it to, to the, their <laughs> and bus a mint. and a mint for after. But he eats the mint before, and then swallows the gas. Like, oh, I knew I should save that mint for later. <laughs> so and then there's a scene where he and Homer are up in the Simpsons attic, getting high because Homer has some prescription marijuana. Yeah, and that's a newer episode. That's a newer episode. Yeah, uh, but I, I like the relationship that he and Bart have early on in the series. Yeah, um, where he's like, "Hey, Bart, dude. Hey, Auto Man," and they're just they're just like really best friends. Cause, no can't do Bart Man. Yeah, nope, can't do. You know, I got yeah. So they always have a nice little back and forth, a nice little rapport. Um, <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm thinking of uh, where um, Bart isn't ready for the test, and he asks Otto if he can crash the bus, and he goes, "No, can't do Bartman, but he can't. He can't do it on purpose. But there's yeah. always the chance he can do it on accident." Yeah. <laughs> no, can do. But maybe Could you maybe... please crash the bus or something? Oh, no, can do. But maybe, maybe we'll get into an accident. You know, on the way to school. Who knows? Yeah. My name's Patty. I'll be testing you. When you do good, I use the green pen. When you do bad, I use the red pen. Any questions? Yeah, one. Have you always been a chick? I mean, I, you know, I don't want to offend you, but you were born a man, weren't you? You can tell me. I'm open-minded. Opinating this? He's a he's a very good character. I mean, and the Simpsons always seem to help him out. Like, he stayed with them when when he and his uh, girlfriend, who what, didn't become his wife. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the karate kicking girl. Yeah, and then uh, when the Simpsons moved to because he he couldn't give up the rock and she didn't like that, but then apparently she did like that, and then they ended up getting together anyway. But yeah, yeah. But then when the Simpsons moved to um, Cypress Creek, um, Ooh, windows. They, they just <laughs> abandon their house. Yeah, they 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 they, 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 they do a tour of their house, and Otto comes in. And he's like, "Whoa, windows! I don't think I can afford this place." And then and then they just later abandon the house. They just board it up, yeah. and then they come back after it doesn't work out in Cypress Creek, and then they find Otto. Just sitting on the floor drinking some beer. It's like, oh, you're back. Well, let me just get my girlfriend and we'll go. And he's like, hey, Krista, wake up. And so he's just living in their abandoned house. Windows. Yeah, I, can't afford this. I don't think I can afford this place. <laughs> so it's just just the delivery uh, with Otto. And then, uh, oh, when, when uh, they had the Lord of the Flies episode where, where he's like, I'll, I'll, don't worry, kids, I'll swim to safety. And he just <laughs> opens up the door and he just gets flushed right out. Yes. Oh, and then, and then he gets... Uh, um, captured by Chinese fishermen, and he's like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna like it on this boat." <laughs> yeah. It's just 
He's got some. He's got some great moments in that show. It's it's so fantastic. Oh, and then, and then they're at the rock concert. He's like, "Sit down, you're ruining it for everyone," which is the exact opposite of what you think his character yeah. would do. So the jokes, the jokes are just nonstop with Auto Man. Yeah, he he's got a lot of funny moments and a lot of funny and, moments. And it's... and here comes another one right now. Going to the clip. Oh, sorry. Let me just get my girlfriend and uh, I'll go. Hey, Crystal, wake up! No, no. No, come on, that's a perfect you segue. You would have already heard it. That's a perfect segue. You would have already heard it by now. No, there's, there's, you got two queued up. I know, I would have had it, you would have heard that other clip already. Are you going to do both of them back to back? No, I, no, but I already would have done it. Oh. I would have cut it already, no. sir. Fine. So, we could, we could do another clip right there, why not? There you go, another clip. I'll just do, it'll just be, hey, I don't, hey, Bart, dude, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. We'll see what I'm feeling like later when I'm. later. And when I'm hocked up on some caffeine and there you go. ready to do and this. Splicing audio together. Splicing audio. Right. Can you watching Simpsons while splicing Simpsons? That's going to be confusing. That's, wow, that's going to be amazing. Um, speaking of amazing, our number seven. Oh, my God. Was an amazing... Nah. No. No. But he was an amazing character. He was an amazing but, character. Yeah, don't go too far. I'll, uh, I'll let you be the judge of that. Yeah. Let's see now. What do you folks have here, huh? Hmm, a crusty burger. That doesn't sound too appetizing. What kind of stew do you have today? Sir, why don't you just have the cheeseburger? That's really more of a weekend thing, Ray. All right, so. (laughs) I love this character so much. And it's the whole episode. It's the whole episode. It's so, it's gold. It might be one of my top ten episodes He's played a lot of presidents. We were talking about this before the podcast. Uh, Presidential or political figures. Yeah, he's played Al Gore and Bob Dole. Yeah. And 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 now the the whole episode with George H W Bush. Yeah, and that was I mean that that is the number seven is 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 H W Bush and, oh. and that, that just that episode with the way that he the, the way they kind of like Mister Wilsoned him to Bart's sort of Dennis the Menace mm-hmm. and and then Homer just gets in on it and it just it works out so well uh, I I wish we could just queue up the whole episode oh god and then just watch <laughs> it as part of the podcast I I, I think it's the delivery, the jokes, everything in this episode works falsely. This, this in my in my mind, is one of the all-time classic Simpsons episodes. Mm-hmm. It works brilliantly on so many levels that he just moves in next door. And then Bart just comes in and just is Bart. is this, you know, adorable little scamp, and George just can't handle it. And so he just, you know, he he just loses it. He spanks Bart, and then he goes... Back home, and of course, Bart's just embellishing the whole time. And then he beat me with his belt, or you know, whatever it was. And Homer's like, "What? Discipline my kid!" And he just goes nuts. And then so they just start this gigantic prank war across the neighborhood, and it's hysterical. And then you have all this, you know, George Bush, this just dry delivery, and he's just, pretty much very he's a presidential he's, he's a presidential Flanders because the Flanders become yeah. big good friends, yes, and, yes. and you know, fine and dandy likes our candy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and exactly they, right. That's exactly right. They have. They, they sit on the porch, you know, it's, they're basically retired and they moved to Springfield because it had the lowest, po- it had the lowest voting population. Yeah, so they felt they wouldn't be recognized. Yes. <laughs> now, I don't understand. Are you saying you and Barbara are bad neighbors? No, that's not Bar and me, it's them. Who? Maude and me? No, the man and his boy. You know, the, the boy's name, Bart, I don't know the name of the man, Bar. What's the name of the man? I'm not getting involved, George. Look, just never mind. I thought the banner was pretty straightforward, but I guess I'll just take it down. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the whole episode is just is just golden. And and even when 
And in the commentary, I think it's really funny. Uh, I listen to this. I, I, I watch this episode a lot. And when they have, uh, at the time, nobody knew really who the kids were uh, of, uh, of, of George and Barbara. Mm-hmm. And they knew one was Jeb because he was governor in Florida. But they didn't know George uh, W. Junior. Bush or George Jr. Yeah. And so they just got lucky and they just named the kids Jeb and George Jr. when Homer had those uh, cardboard cutouts hanging down there. So they're just like, I don't know, let's, let's just get lucky and name it George Jr. Because they, they didn't know there was no way they could just like look up. You know, there was no, you know, internet. There was no Google. You know, you, you really couldn't go and figure that out. So they were just like, you know, it's probably well, George the, Jr. At the time. So they weren't, they they weren't 100% have, sure. I think at the time, though, they could have looked. He was, wasn't he governor of Texas at the time of that episode coming out? No. No, he was not. And he wasn't the owner of the Rangers at the time. I don't believe so. Okay. No, no, I, I don't believe I don't believe any of those things oh, were well. true at that time because it was it was a long time ago. You know, it was like twenty years ago when that episode came out. You know, so think of where he was at that time. He may you know he may not have been governor at that point. But anyway, um, the governor, yeah, the governor. That's a totally different thing you're talking about. That's number eleven. So so number yeah so so number seven is is George H W Bush, and just it. The way they wrote it, I think, is what is what worked the best uh, over here. And 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 Harry just again has a, just a fantastic uh, performance. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a very Harry heavy episode, you know, because George is in there in just about every scene. It's, excuse me, yeah, I have a lot of beer right now, so it, it works. It works really well, and and it's again, it's it's one of my favorite episodes of all time. So I think it ranks up there with mine too. He just it, it it's it's such a good voice, and I mean the episode as a whole is. Is, I can't find. There's no dead good. time. I guess in the episode, it's always leading towards something bigger and better, and and they and they always seem to outdo themselves with every joke and every prank that they have. Homer and Bart are always one upping, mm-hmm. uh, up, one upping Bush because he just he can't grasp the idea of a prank war, and so he thinks he's gonna do something funny when Bart and Homer are always like ten steps ahead of him. And so and it's just so funny. And when he goes and orders the the burger from Krusty Burger, it just. That's more of a weekend thing. <laughs> He's just trying to <laughs> the crusty burger. That doesn't sound very appetizing. <laughs> so it's it's just it's one of those things where you just really have to have. It was like the perfect storm in, yeah. in, in that episode. So uh, moving on to, to number six. Now here's your action anchor, Kent Brockman. Hello, I'm Kent Brockman. Our top stories tonight: a tremendous explosion in the price of lumber. President Reagan dies. His hair, says Gary Trudeau in his new musical comedy review. But first, let's check the death count from the killer's storm bearing down on us like a shotgun full of snow. So I think uh, I think that NBC News would uh, do well to hire this guy after Brian Williams. Yes, yes. Kent can't, can't do much worse. <laughs> is one of my favorite characters. He has some of the best lines, and it's these jokes. Uh, a lot of time they'll have a news reel or a news clip or an announcement to kind of bring in the episode mm-hmm. or to bring in the scene and 99% of the time it's Ken Brockman and he's their local news anchor for Springfield and he wins the lottery at one point and still continues to do the show and he's like what do you think I would give up this $80,000 a year job come on and so he's just like wearing all these medals and, and pure rings. gold yeah, he's just all tan and everything <laughs> sir your llama bit Ted Kennedy well good he's so happy about that and so, uh, Kent is is one of those characters that works so well in these tiny little uh, uh, spurts, and he's so high on this list because he's he's in the show a lot. Well, he he often ties in the stories. Yes. So like like any 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 time that Brockman 
is on the screen on the TV, it's because of something that the Simpsons have done or are doing. And he's filling the audience in of what's happening. When he kidnaps, when Homer and Larry Burns fake their kidnapping, you know, and so then he's there trying to help narrate and, you know, give an idea of what is exactly happening at this moment in time in Springfield. And then there's the time where Homer's, um, or, um, thought to be a sexual deviant and is, you know, groping all of the babysitters. And so he's there, you know, like eyeballing, you know, and just try, the, trying to give more, more, um, information, you know, to what's actually going on. In isn't the that the episode, the, the, the groping one mm-hmm. where they have the infrared camera and they yes. focus in on the oven. On the the oven. Turkey. Like, <laughs> my guess is that's Homer Simpson bathing in his own juices or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Random. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he just, he's very good at progressing the story or even just tying in the story mm-hmm. like the with the uh, the ab- with the prohibition what are you looking at what are you and just kind of recapping yeah, yeah. uh but one of my favorite is the one of my all-time favorite ken brockman quotes is uh when he's following the space the shuttle launch and the the ants come out and oh yeah flies at the screen and, <laughs> and he talks about how uh how he uh he welcomes his new ant overlords Ant overlords yes welcome ants and then, yeah <laughs> The Corvair spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, by a master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthmen or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain, there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. I'd like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. Yeah, that was good. As a member of the media, I have something that I like, forget yeah. to quote. Or like the action news where they just keep, where, where it's more of a, a satire of how much uh, uh, the news organizations of today are, are really just making a big deal out of nothing. And so what Springfield is doing is they're just, oh my God, the snow is going to come down any minute. Oh, and like, damn let's you. get a Let's get a death count from the, you know, from the snow death <laughs> count totaler and there's it's zero, but it's ready to shoot damn right you, up. Snow. Damn you, Damn you, snow. He's just shaking his fist in the air, just getting so jacked up. Everyone just gets barked to believe because the news is saying it that the school is canceled even yeah. though not a snowflake has fallen. And so it's, it's again, Ryan and I, we both have alluded to it, but it's just, I'm going to say it one, a third time because Kent just does. You know, such a great job of just tying in little jokes or tying in the story or, or helping uh, uh, kind of uh, make the scene go a little further. And, and he's number six. He's right, you know, dead in the middle on this list. Um, beat out a lot of great characters from Harry Shearer, but uh, uh, Ken Brockman uh, coming in at number six. And, and uh, we'll go on now to, to number five. But Reverend, I need to know, is God punishing me? Ooh, short answer, yes, with an if. Long answer, no with a butt. Uh, if you need additional solace, by the way, I've got a copy of something or other by our link letter in my office. So this one was difficult for us to, to, to kind of do to try and pick a, a great uh, Revel in Lovejoy uh, coming at number five, trying to pick a great quote from Lovejoy because there are so many uh, that, that exist and he and there's his his real dry delivery. <laughs> they do this a lot where people are always sleeping in church because Reverend Lovejoy is so boring. He's got that really slow monotone voice and it's so dark, you know so um, lower on the register. Just kind of lulls everybody to sleep. And so they, there's a lot of episodes where Homer's asleep in church or you know, the kids are asleep in church or an episode where the entire congregation's asleep in church and he has to push a button <laughs> to wake everybody up. It's like a big eagle Gross, screeching yeah. and people just start clapping. <laughs> Yeah. One, of, one of my favorite Reverend Lovejoy episodes, though, it has to be where uh, Marge is the listen lady, 
and Revlin Lovejoy just kind of gives up more or less on the congregation, but then kind of redeems himself at the end and then becomes this, um, you know, almost born again, so to speak, you know, a pastor. And it was just really funny to kind of see him go through those changes. And the other moment that pops out to me is uh, when the uh, movementarians uh, move in and uh, he sees the spaceship in the bar. And, oh, my God, he's the real deal. He rips off his collar and just starts stamping it on the ground. And then they and then they uh, and then they uh, um, find out that he's a fake. And then Flanders points out, wasn't that your collar, Reverend? He's like, oh, yeah, come back to Papa. And he starts kissing it and puts it back under his neck. So yeah, it's it a really it's a really great character that you know and and um that, that you know that, that kind of ties the the community together so to speak and and is just he he understands what his role is but he's kind of tired of his role you know as as the mm-hmm. show goes on they they allude to that a lot. There's a lot of good Lovejoy quotes and they're mm-hmm. all and very few of them kind of are relevant to a story, but like um you know there's the. The one that we talked about that we were maybe going to put on the everyone saying Gabo this, this and Gabo that. that. What yeah. about worship this and Jericho that? Jericho that, yeah. Or the he has, um, a, he has a great preacher voice. Like when he gets really into it, he has a great preacher voice. But then there's so many episodes where he's just so boring and everybody's asleep in the congregation. Then there's the the everything's a sin. Have you read this thing? Yeah. Technically, we're not even allowed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Technically, we're not even allowed to go to the bathroom. I know one of you is responsible for this, so repeat after me. If I withhold the truth, may I go straight to hell, where I will eat naught but burning hot coals and drink naught but burning hot cola. Where fiery demons will punch me in the back. Where my soul will be chopped into confetti and strewn upon a parade of murderers and single mothers. Where my tongue will be torn out by ravenous birds. <laughs> Bart did it! That part right there! Millhouse! Millhouse, you did the right thing. Bart, come with me for punishment. You too, Stitchy. I want you to clean every one of these organ pipes that you have befouled with your popular music. He's like, go ahead, Homer. You know, religion strictly says that our religion strictly says that beer is okay. So when they're trying, when the movementarians, there's the the one where Homer eats his Hans' last meal. And so it's 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 a uh, Lovejoy and Hans in the cell next to him, and Homer's eating this because he's in jail for whatever, not for anything. And mm-hmm. So moment again, it's dying. He's yeah, it's his last yeah. meal before he goes to the electric <laughs> chair, and and so Hans complains about the meal being being eaten, and I think Lovejoy says something like, uh, "If that's the worst thing that happens to you today, consider yourself lucky." <laughs> <laughs> Which is so unlike a thing that a reverend would say, but not Reverend Lovejoy. No Lovejoy, yeah, he's got he's got no filter that guy. So and when he loves trains, Timothy Lovejoy loves his trains. I think that was a fun little uh, quirk to give him. And, and then, oh my god! And then there's that thing where like it was really sad when he finds out that nobody's coming to him for advice anymore. Um, when he's playing along with his trains in his basement, and he's like, and and he's pretending to be the conductor, and he's like, mm-hmm. if you look to the left, you'll see. A sad man, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, and you really feel for him. Yeah, it was a really sad moment when he when he kind of lost the respect of his congregation. So, so that's uh, number five is is uh, Timothy Lovejoy, uh, again voiced by the great Harry Shearer. Like all these are, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they all are. I know. So, uh, moving on to to number four from one from, from one, one ch- churchy to the next. Yeah, calm down, Italy, 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 Italy. They did their best, shoddily, Italy, Italy, Italy. Gotta be nice, hostility, diddly, biddly, diddly. Ah, hell, diddly, ding, dong, crap! Can't you morons do anything right? So that was, of course... Hi, Diddly Ho there, neighbor. Hi, Diddly Ho is the Simpsons' next-door neighbor, Ned Flanders. 
and wow, he he is in this show a lot. And mm-hmm. Ryan and I, I think, originally had him higher, but because of who the top three are, I think it's really tough to have Flanders higher than four. And, yeah. You know, once we once we really got down to brass tacks and started crunching the numbers and you know talk to the experts, I'm, I don't know, I don't know what we're doing, but we we crunched the numbers and yeah, you know, and and did all this calculus math that none none of us have any idea what it actually exactly, means exactly. But no, uh, Flanders Flanders fall falls to number four, um, but that don't make it you know we make it sound like that's you know he's still in the top third of our list. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and he is a huge part of the show but his he he's like the protagonist to homer's antagonist Mm -hmm. homer's always just at him for no reason and ned is just the nicest kindest man who has walked this planet and and just doesn't care he runs the leftorium and and homer and then the running joke in the early seasons was homer would always borrow stuff from ned and never give it back and that was one of my favorite jokes. And that's I was wasn't that my thing? That's not important right now. Homer always changes the subject. Or when uh when the the neighbor moved in, when Bart had like that like the the uh, the powers, Ruth powers. Yeah, Ruth. When Ruth moved in next door in one of the episodes, hey uh, Homer, uh, do you have a power sander we can borrow? No, and his feet are on it. And yeah, it's the property of Ned on yeah. it. Yeah, it's like oh, you mean that? Oh yeah, well give it back. It's mine. And property <laughs> of Ned Flanders on it. So they always have these these great jokes. And then they have that that one off. Um, mini episode of Ned Flanders where, you know, they kind of introduce, um, they have like, they had a little jingle and they introduced Ned Flanders. Everybody loves Ned Flanders. Oh, and then Homer's like, Ru- not me. Hens, yeah. Hens love roosters, geese love ganders. Yeah. Everyone, everyone else, else loves, loves Ned, Ned Flanders. Not That's me. Not me. Everyone counts loves Ned yeah. Flanders. <laughs> Don't. Don't. And so they have this little mini clip of just this fun little joke of like, oh, stop your praying. We're going to church. And the kids are like, we're, oh, not, we're going not going to church, to church today. And then he's like, what? You give me one good reason. It's Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Oakley doakley. <laughs> it's, so, it's just so cheesy and corny. That's so fantastic. And then Maud dies. And I mean, Flanders has a lot of episodes, a lot of great lines and episodes. Like when... Uh, when Homer starts his motorcycle gang, and he's like, well, you can come on over and use my rumpus room. Eh, we're not going to a rumpus room. Beat a churchy. My rumpus room with the bumper pool table. Bumper pool! And they all go over. And, and Ned even brews his own beer. Yeah. He has he has a tap, a bar, and a bumper pool table in his rumpus room in his basement. What did so he call his he, beer? Do you remember? Uh, Flanders Brow? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Look that up. But he's got this really cool room. So he's like, he's, he's the... The, the the person you would want to be friends with because he's such a cool and nice guy minus the you know nachos Flanders style that's you know cucumbers with cottage cheese so you wouldn't want to eat those but he's just this nice guy who'd do anything for you so you you think Homer would take advantage of that more and he does he takes advantage of him you know plenty so Homer huh? are you planning to hit Ned Flanders with that pipe and take his tickets yeah, no huh? hmm? Oh, Flanders, I decided I'd like to go to the game with you. Well, get out the Crayolas and color me tickled pink. Ooh, what's with the lead pipe? Are you going to get my noggin a flogging? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those um, kind of relationships where Homer is definitely the parasite to, to Ned's host and just... Uh, and then they open up the, the Leftorium with Flanders, and he's, and they have a lot of stories uh, revolving around that, and Ned's Ned's house um, gets swept away by a hurricane, and, and the uh, episode Hurricane Nettie, that's another wonderful episode. I was just thinking of another one. Oh, where Homer and Ned become best friends. Yes. Or at least Homer tries to. And, and then uh, Homer 
just convinces Ned to take the boat out for one last spin. And, and then you see him just go skyrocketing off this ramp and land right out of Ned's car. And I was like, well, now you got a lawsuit on your hands. No, that's the lawsuit on your hands is when he breaks the pool table. Is that what it's from? Yeah, they don't call me fat. They don't call me Springfield's, Springfield's fat because I'm morbidly obese. Yeah, that's what it's from. Okay, okay. it's the same episode. But yeah, it's, he's in no, the no, no. playing pool. Yeah, because he invites him over to play pool at his at his pool table. Uh, okay, and he lays on it and then it breaks and he goes, "Now you got a lawsuit on your hands." Okay, I thought that was from when the boat landed on the car. No, it's earlier in the episode. Same okay. episode though. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> and then my favorite thing that Ned yells is. When Homer's running after him with the golf clubs like uh, T-1000 from Terminator when they read, when they did that whole scene, um, the kids are like, faster, or no, I think Maude's like, faster than Eddie, he's gaining. I can't, it's a Geo! <laughs> Is that a Geo can't go any faster than Homer can run? <laughs> so that's, that's just one of, the, one of those great characters with, with a million great moments. We could just turn this into the Ned Flanders podcast if we, if we had to, which would, be, which would be such an easy thing to do, so... Um, number for many, four for many of these characters for many for me, that, from five on up that we could would be pretty hell from all of them pretty yeah. easy to do yeah even for George H W Bush oh, god that episode's so fantastic so um, that's uh, Ned Flanders coming in at number four and uh, number three we'll uh, we'll head right into get ready for exciting quarter mile action at the Springfield drag strip Italy motorized mayhem 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 we need all those mayhems we do all right fair enough suppose you know your business get ready for fun fun fun. Are already here. We don't need to keep hustling them like this, do we? You let go of me. Where are you throwing? So that was Wayland Smithers Jr. Smithers. No. Oh, he was a junior. You're right. You're his right. You're right. Was... His father was Smithers Senior. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, yeah, number three is Wayland Smithers, who has some of the greatest lines in the entire series in my opinion he, he is one of those characters that just that just works and early on they weren't really sure what to kind of do with him and they kind of gave him this quirk that okay now he's gay well now he's gay for mr burns mm-hmm. and they kind of build on that a little bit and it's it's so funny the the, the fun little jokes that they have and you know he, he's trying to keep it all under wraps and it, which makes it more awkward and which makes it more funny so so they do a great job of just kind of Letting you know that Smithers is uncomfortable with his lifestyle choice because he doesn't think anybody else would kind of, you know, accept him, so to speak. So when Burns is, you know, when his old timey vernacular asking Smithers if he's going to be doing something gay this weekend, Wayland doesn't know what to say. He just, what? You know, like, mm-hmm. how, how would you know that? I haven't, you know, I haven't told you. You know, and then, uh, well, you know, you know, you know, mothers lock up your daughters. Smithers are on the prowl. <laughs> and, oh, oh, you got me, sir. So, and he's just this. This uh, yes man who would do anything for his boss, Mr. Burns. And, and one of the classic episodes is when Homer actually takes over uh, Smithers' job in the episode Homer the Smithers. And they get into this huge fist fight, knock Mr. Burns out of a third story window, and then they have um, the sort of reconciliation where Smithers is allowed to come back to work for Mr. Burns, and Homer gets a fruit basket for knocking Mr. Burns out of a third story window. <laughs> So it's it's quite fantastic, um and and yeah from Homer the Smithers what's uh oh no but we wanted to do we wanted to do the clip from uh from uh, where he's doing the truck rally, yeah that's the same episode oh yeah you're right you're right sorry did you <laughs> did we lead in with that yes ah see that's what happens when we don't listen to it you listened to it yesterday yesterday but not exactly what but we not were now in I always thought we were gonna put the fight in for some stupid reason I don't know why so anyway that's what we did the truck rally one which is great you heard the truck rally one yeah which. Is all, it's all in the delivery of Harry Shearer. That's 
That's all it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't literally dragging him out of the recording booth. He, you know, made himself sound like that and did all of those fun sound effects to make you think that he was really getting beat up and drug out of the thing. And that, that's, I, I think that, that has to be one of my favorite moments from that character is that delivery and that sad little, you know, where he's just trying to pick up money anywhere he can and, and just has this... <laughs> whoever wrote this joke is just brilliant. And then Harry's delivery is just on the money. I mean, Smithers is such a complicated character. Yeah, He's got... You know, there's so many things that that make him a just an overall spectacular character on the show. You know, you know he's he's the largest collector of Malibu Stacy dolls in the world. Yes, yes. Um, he, you know, he does have an, an, an I can't think of the word. Uh, I'll have to cut that. <laughs> he's, <laughs> un, he's got an unwavering love and support for Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of touched base on that, but there's there's nobody else in the world who has more. Uh, admiration for their boss correct than the yeah does. yeah i like like the part where uh homer gets offered the job in cypress creek they first ask Wayland smithers if he wants a job he's like what is wrong with you can't anyone walk down the street without being offered a job <laughs> like it just happens to him every day so that was another that was another funny yeah. line from from uh from harry Shearer. yeah uh smither the the whole i guess a lot of, a lot of just what Smithers does with Mr. Burns is what makes it that much better. Yeah. I mean, he, he does have some outside stuff. Like he spends a lot of time, I mean, I shouldn't say a lot, but he does spend a good amount of time with the Simpson kids. And, like he helps Lisa with yeah. uh, Melba Stacey the, during the, during the episode where they have to go up the mountain to the cabin. He mm-hmm. teams up with Lisa and Bart. And Bart, and, I have a watch with a minute hand. Uh, fine. What time is it? 1280. No, wait, wait, what comes after 12? One. No, after, after 12. 12. <laughs> so that, that exchange Right there is brilliant. And they have to stop for every... For every, every, for herd, every herd animal. Every herd animal. Oh, I found another herd shrew. God, are there any healthy animals on this mountain? <laughs> so he's just sick and tired of these kids. Oh, great. It's the Bobsy twins. <laughs> so it has, just has this... Uh, this this delivery that just works with him when he when he gets so fed up with everything. I think irritated Smithers might might be my favorite character. That episode that you mentioned is great. I was just thinking about that where the where the kids are running after him on the mountain. He's just so fed up with these kids because he's trying not to get to the to cabin so he doesn't have to lose his job. Bony old behind. Bony old behind. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a good. One. Oh well, thank you, Simpson. And they talk about how they fought like like on the weekend. Yeah, frankly, you've been quite a pill lately. Sir, sir, you assured me that that, that this yeah, that this uh, drawing was rigged, so you and I would be teamed up as partners. Yeah, well, frankly, you've been quite a pill lately. <laughs> so Brent's it's just, like a married couple. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's so funny. It's so funny. Every moment that he's in is 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 just fantastic. Yes, I, why, it's Homer Simpson's daughter. I thought you might be able to help me get in touch with the inventor of Malibu Stacy. That would be quite a feat. Stacy Lavelle is a total recluse. She hasn't appeared in public in 20 years. Here, I'm writing an article on her for my next Malibu Stacy newsletter. It contains her last known whereabouts. I'll uh, print you out a copy. Thanks. Hello, Smithers. You're quite good at turning me on. Um, you probably should ignore that. Uh, that's number three. That's So uh... before we go to number oh, okay. two. Number two, go ahead. Uh, off topic, on topic. Um, have you ever had the... Have you, have you ever had... I don't think they make it anymore, but the Titletown Brewing in Green Bay made a beer called Ned Flanders. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, back uh, two years ago. I didn't know that. Uh, is it and is it a beer any longer? It's a limited. It was really limited. It looks oh, like. sad. Um, but I got an 84 on Beer Advocate, whatever yeah, that's that means. Decent rating, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's Title Town. I mean, you might be able to go. It's up in Green Bay. Yeah, you might be able to check to yeah. see if they still have something or if they could make it again. Yeah. But yeah, they made two years ago. They made a Ned Flanders beer. I didn't know that. And that that's what happens when you Google Ned Flanders beer. Apparently. Yeah, you, apparently you get you get and you live in Wisconsin Green. because that and would I be didn't what even you know get. about it. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll have to. I, I don't care what it, it style. Do it. Did it say what style of beer? Yeah, it did. Um, I'll look later. Okay, I closed it. No, uh, that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, Let's uh, check Ned, it out. Ned Flanders beer for anybody who has ever had it. Let us know how it tastes. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we can get it anymore, but we'll try. Yeah, I'll definitely try. And we can maybe review it on the show. That'd be fun if we can get it. So if we can get it exactly. Back so. to number two now. Yeah, number well, yeah, two. Number. Guys, yeah, I like the. You okay? The squeaky voice <laughs> teen. So number three was uh, Waylon Smithers. So uh, number two, and uh, and here's a uh, a wonderful clip. Superintendent, I hope you're ready for mouth-watering hamburgers. I thought we were having steamed clams. No, no, I said steamed hams. That's what I call hamburgers. You call hamburgers steamed hams? Yes, it's a regional dialect. Uh, uh, what region? Uh, upstate New York. Really? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase steamed hams. Oh, not in Utica, no, it's an Albany expression. I see. Oh, Skinner. I, you gotta, you gotta there, love There's no other clip that we could do with Principal Skinner. There's a bunch of clips we could do. No, this one, th- is just... this one is just him to a T, always making these excuses with Superintendent Chalmers around and just quick on his feet and, and just the delivery in every line in this is, is just so funny. Every time you think of Skinner, you think of Aurora Borealis. Can I see it? No. no. And and he is, he is, you know, barring number one here, he is the... The, the main character that Harry Shearer voices that has the most impact on the Simpson family. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite moments is when uh, Bart wears that Mad TV t-shirt to, to school. And, <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden he has this, this uh, flashback, uh, um, Skinner does this flashback of going back to Nam in a POW camp and tells the story of how he's, you know, fed this, uh, this uh, concoction of like prawns and rice and, you know, coconut milk, and he's trying to make it to the States, but they just can't get the spices right. And then Bart's like, um, what's my punishment? Oh, um, I'll have to think about that. In the meantime, wear this home. And then he puts a couch cushion on him yeah. so he can wear it home because he's, you know, because he took his T-shirt because he can no longer wear his I T-shirt. I love that he has that nom, sh- that nom story, and it's probably not even his. Oh, don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't go to that episode now. Uh, Ryan, of course, is referring to the episode "The Principal and the Pauper." They retconned where they kind of retconned Principal Skinner's story, but they also unretconned it when they said at the end when Judge Snyder gave him all his past and present uh, and future stories. So he's it is Skinner's, punishable by death. Punishable by death. So it is it is Skinner's uh, uh, story. Oh well, that was wonderful. Good time was had by all. I'm pooped. Yes, I should be. Good Lord, what is happening in there? Aurora Borealis. Uh, Aurora Borealis, at this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. May I see it? No. So, so, uh, um... Yeah, there's, there's a lot that Skinner does, and uh, he's, he's just, he's always around, and, you know, Bart makes it his, his, uh... Mission in life, so to speak. Just to... Just just to mess with him. Mess with him, him. and... And that, that that's what makes Skinner so because he always comes back for more and, and he's I always think about the episode two where uh, Lisa uh, the the thought the, the thought button gets pushed twice oh the independent the independent alarm. thought alarm and he talks about how well, we shouldn't have put the colored chalk in the I in the classroom yeah because the, the oh and the the uniforms 
Yes. That they did. Oh, and then when all the kids are blinking in unison and you hear it, and he's like, I love that sound. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Yeah, he's 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 the great, uh, uh, I guess, uh, enemy arch nemesis of, of Bart yeah. Simpson. Flan- Homer has Flanders, and yeah. Bart has Skinner. Flanders for no reason, and yeah, mm-hmm. and Bart has Skinner. They're they're always at uh, wit's end, and sometimes they team up, and you know, and then he's talking when uh, when Skinner um, is no longer principal, and he's talking about uh, getting uh, making a story called Billy and the Clonosaurus, and then and then a poo <laughs> just freaks out on him for. For having a such a unoriginal idea and a stupid title yeah. for his book, so so that's uh, that's our number two. That's our principal Skinner. Um, move on to number one now. Uh, but first, we're gonna go ahead all the way down, work our way back up with number twelve. Sure, just do that. All right, number twelve is Jasper Beardley. Number eleven, uh, Rainier Wolfcastle. Number ten is Doctor Julius Hibbert. Number nine, Lenny Leonard. Number eight, Auto Man. Number seven, George H. W. Bush from. Quite possibly one of uh, the best episodes. Debatable. Uh, according according to us. Arguably debatable. Yeah. Number six, Kent Brockman. Number five, Timothy Lovejoy, the Reverend. Number four, Ned Flanders. Uh, number three is Waylon Smithers. Number two, Principal Seymour Skinner. And number one of our top 12 favorite Harry Shearer voiced characters from The Simpsons is, of course, Mr. Burns. Mr. Montgomery Burns. Charles Montgomery Burns. Charles yes. Montgomery. Get you to a hospital? The only way I know how. Smithers, you infernal ninny, stick your left hoof on that flange now! Now, if you can get it through your bug-addled brain, jam that second mythetic clodhopper of yours in the right doodad! Now pump those scrawny chicken legs, you stuporous funker! One more jostle, you wretched sugar-day! So, I, we were just talking about something. I, there's an episode where he's he's a hummingbird. Yeah, where, where Burns, is, Burns is a hummingbird. And he can't remember, because I think he, he wasn't getting enough sleep or something like that. And so he's, like, buzzing around from monitor to monitor as they're, as they're showing it. Because they, 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 they're they showing you that, that he has, um, that, he, that he's a hummingbird, or a hummingbird from, you know, the security cameras was yeah. the way that they, but they captured it. M- Mr. Burns is, is, is probably the biggest character. Oh, hands down. Aside from the Simpson family. Yes. Uh, doesn't matter who it is. He has, he has the biggest role in the they show. They use him as a villain. For every episode, you know, early on, for one reason or another, where he's running for mayor and he's evil and dumping the radioactive goo into the river or Springfield Lake so or whatever. He runs and then for mayor. Thrinky, he runs the for governor. Fish. Yeah. He he blots out the sun, which is the most obvious yeah. one. He he sells he sells the plant he, to the Germans. He sells the plant to the Germans, which wasn't very evil. Um, he does start the Lisa recycling plant and makes all the caught animals into. Uh, the slurry. Yes. For the, yes. For the animals. Where he loses his millions. Um, he he uh, tries to brainwash Bart into being his sole heir. Yes. He, yeah, uh, that was a good they, one. They um, always release release the hounds. Yeah, that's a great hound. one. What's next? The bees? The hounds? Yeah. Or the, the, the hounds with bees in their mouth? Yeah, so they bark, they shoot bees at you? Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, he... You know, he does have a soft side, though. For many things that he does wrong, he does also use Homer for good things. Like when he's trying to date uh, Snake's uh, fiance or girlfriend, mm. you know, Homer comes along to try to help him be young again. Uh, they kind of show that he's got young friends. Um, you know, he was kind of good in the episode with the Lisa and the slurry. Um, he has a sensitive side with Bobo. 
yeah. The, 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 yeah. the Citizen Kane episode, one of the many Citizen, Citizen Kane, Kane ripoff episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, you know, there, there's, there are so many scenes and episodes, complete episodes that have Mr. Burns as the central theme. And there's not, a, there is not another voice in a cartoon that is as memorable of a evil boss mm-hmm. as Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. Because no. he is, you know, he's been he's been the boss, you know, for twenty six years now, and he's and the movie and the movie and you know, he he's just he had he's 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 just that he's he was I think the starting of that stereotype of the old boss yeah like the old boss well they they ripped him off of Nelson Rockefeller mm-hmm. uh, in, down to the looks basically and and when you have this this character that's this old, they really gave him a lot of old timey uh, lingo, and he's really weak, and, and all these other wonderful running gags. He's very inept at using the telephone, uh, and so, and and then there's there's other one off jokes where you know Homer's dialing people to try and come out for beers with him, and then he dials Mister Burns, and you see him in a pink bathrobe, you know, uh, talking on the phone like a teenager. Oh, that'd be delish. Uh, let me just put on some culottes and wait. Who is this? And so it's so out of character for Mister Burns, but the joke works so well, it didn't matter. And so you you have this character that you essentially love to hate. You you know you but you want more of Mr. Burns. I mean, Conan O'Brien said it uh, at one point where if he could just go live on a, uh, on a deserted island and get paid like a hundred dollars a month to write for Mr. Burns, he'd do it. Like that would be the perfect job for him because that that character works so well on so many levels. And I have to think the majority of that comes from Harry Shearer and his delivery and his helping create uh, this this iconic a uh, television character. Tell me, Simpson. If an opportunity arose for taking a small shortcut, you wouldn't be averse to taking it, would you? Mm, not as such. Neither would I. I've always felt that there's far too much hysteria these days about so-called cheating. Yes, a lot of hysteria. Mm-hmm. If you can take advantage of a situation in some way, it's your duty as an American to do it. Why should the race always be to the swift, or the jumble to the quick-witted? Should they be allowed to win merely because of the gifts God gave them? Well, I say, cheating is the gift man gives himself. One of the one of my favorite Mr. Burns, and we've we've talked on this episode a lot in past podcasts. Uh, but one of my favorite uh, Mr. Burns just quotes and scenes and episodes in general is the softball episode where he wants to get the ringers, but he's using all the players from the 1890s to kind of just show that how old he is. So he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That episode was written by John Schwartzwelder, and it's Homer at the bat, or Homer at the play, or something Homer like at, that. Homer at the bat. Homer and, at the bat. And it, yeah. he just he wants all these old ones. And Smithers from season to, four. Smithers three. And Smithers has three, to. Excuse me. Uh, Smithers has to tell him that they're dead. That they're all they're dead. dead. In fact, your left field has been dead for 145 years. <laughs> That's a great Harry Shears. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's both of them because he's yeah. Smithers and he's Burns. So whenever you have the two of them on the screen, you're just getting maximum Harry Shearer. It's just and it's it's so fantastic. And 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 now coming to a close. Now that we're on Burns, it's 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 tough to think of more funny bits because now it's it's you know we're at the realization now that 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 it's the end of an era again. And and we have this kind of duty, I ask, I guess, as as podcasters for pop culture, just to kind of sort of pay our respects to to the man that helped shape our childhood you know he, he was he was a voice of our lifetime and 
uh, uh, he, he shall he shall never be forgotten and he'll live forever in, in, in this show. And it's one of those things where just going through and, and listening listening all these voices and having this is probably the most I've laughed at a podcast just remembering all these fun moments that we've had from these characters and then you get you know this this wave of nostalgia just kind of come over you so so um if, if Harry sure is, is listening to this at all um which we'll definitely tweet it out to him uh tomorrow when we post um I, uh, I guess I just want to take this thank time you. to say thank <laughs> you you know f- for for everything that you've done uh to to be a part of this uh show that we love so much so so that's our that's our list um, which uh, which episode? kind of ended on a somber note. I'm thinking about just doing the number seven, or number one from you know, from when uh, when Larry Burns comes on. I don't know. The you Burns uh, baby Burns or or do the the episode from from uh, where George pick Bush a comes Simpsons on. episode. Let's do let's do the George Burns one or the George just Bush one. Pick a George, just pick an episode. Yeah, do the George Bush one. All right, where Bush comes to. I don't Bush know the episode in. name that is. Is that uh, we'll find it? Um. Yeah, so so while Ryan's looking, I'll, I'll queue up the vault episode here. Um, I this, thought that was the vault episode. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm talking about it. So oh okay, you know. So this is gonna be um the episode where uh, Harry Shearer plays George H W Bush when he comes and moves into Springfield. We we said that before on the podcast that this was one of our all time favorite episodes, and to to not have it as a vault episode, I think would be would be ill fitting at this moment. Um, uh, you have to go check it out. It's uh, gonna be on FX. Uh, it's on, this, it's on the Simpsons. Simpsons World. Simpsons World. Um, Thank you. That's where. Two Bad Neighbors, season seven, episode thirteen. So Thank you. Can you. Also get it on Thank you. a DVD. If if you if you have the DVDs like I do, which I know a and, lot of people yeah. don't anymore. A lot of people do. And listen to the commentary. Um, but he does. It's gonna be. It's, it's a great one. So on that episode, just so we can have that, uh, Harry Shear does Flanders. Yep. Bush, mm-hmm. Hibbert, Skinner, Lenny, and uh, Sandcastle announcer number two. <laughs> that's so perfect that's chock full of Harry that's fantastic good looking up alright so that's gonna do it for us so check out the vault episode uh, you can tweet us at sweet12podcast um, and what's our, our what sweet12 sweet12podcast.blogspot.com blog as our blogspot that's where we have all our uh, pretty our much just want to go to twitter back vault. yeah basically just find us on twitter we're on that all day at sweet12 we're we're uh We'll do that. You'll uh, hear this episode and be like, "Man, they need to do more Simpsons episodes." And we agree, but we don't want to just do Simpsons. There's a lot of Simpsons out yeah. there, and we gotta we gotta pace ourselves. And <laughs> it's not every day. We weren't gonna do one, but it's not every day that the, one of the original, you know, quote founding members of the show uh, kind of hangs leaves, his hat, so to speak. You know, yeah, and, and, and yeah. goes on to do different things, which is great. He should do. He's he got should, a podcast too. I want to check it out now. He should be. He should be. You know, willing to do. He should be able to do whatever he wants. So yeah, let, exactly. let, him, let him do what he wants. And, yeah. We'll remember. We'll remember the good times and the bad times, and all the different in, voices. in between times. Oh, okay, that's what you went for. So, yeah. so again, thanks to Harry Shear, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. So, um, thank y'all. That is it for episode number twenty-four of uh, Sweet Twelve Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Ryan. Goodbye. This has been another episode of Sweet Twelve from Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. The preceding podcast was written and produced by Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. Intro and outro music provided by Lost in a Name. All of the copyrights to the respective authors. You can find us on Twitter at Sweet12 and on Facebook at Sweet12 Podcast. Download this and previous episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening.